0: Hello and welcome to Probably Science. I'm your host, one of three,
1: in fact. I'm Jesse Case.
2: Number two, Andy Wood.
1: Uh, Matt Kirshen is whatever the next number is. And welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. We have a guest. I've, we have a guest I've not seen in person th- since. Your long commute to, uh, or your your emigration to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how that's going. But Izzy Salhani, very funny comic, awesome person. How are you, Izzy?
3: Oh, I'm great. Been doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm it good. That sounded how is so
1: you? convincing,
0: Izzy. That was. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. No, I, if uh... you
3: lie to yourself, you trick your brain into thinking it's happy.
0: That'd is true. that true?
3: <laughs> it's probably science.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> yep. Um, there you
1: go. Already got the show. Yep, yeah, we got we got it. Down.
3: We we did a thing that
2: we did an experiment based around that idea on a science show I was working on, where we had people do this task where unwittingly you're making a frown or smile based on how you're holding something in your mouth, and then like rated their enjoyment of activities that would otherwise be fun or not fun, like petting cute dogs versus like cleaning up their their shit. And uh, sure. I can't remember whether it came back with the results we wanted or not. But there is a theory that yeah, if you smile, you're supposed to rate unpleasant experiences as, as more pleasant.
1: Yeah, that you is it, you make them like hold a pencil in their mouth, either like 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 a cigarette or sort of sideways, so it makes you either sort of frown or
2: yeah, except or smile like, or something. the producers didn't actually replicate that part of the experiment. We were copying very well, so they didn't get. The two different ways you're supposed to. So I'm watching it tape, and I'm like, "Well, they're not doing it because they, they weren't <laughs> properly instructed." That doesn't look like a smile. That doesn't look like a frown because you guys didn't actually. But whatever, we're shooting now. Could you
1: turn it upside down in post?
2: Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, so yeah, smile, and you never know. Maybe it'll. You never turn out better.
1: You never know.
0: No, I appreciate all the the optimism and such. So Izzy, how is Chicago? I completely derailed us, and I'm sorry.
3: Uh, it's cold. It's May, and it should be warm, but the polar ice caps melted, and now we get all the Arctic winds, and it's still cold, which is bullshit. Because we had like <laughs> one eighty degree day, and then it just went right back to fifty degrees.
1: That yeah, is it, bullshit. Because also, cold in Chicago is to the on a cold. level that no other place, no, no other place I've been, can compete with. Yeah, yeah. Like if
3: it snowed tomorrow, I would not be surprised. And you're from somewhere else. Uh, I grew up on the East Coast and I moved to Chicago from Los Angeles. So it was not just a culture shock, but like a chill to the bone shock. Because I got there around like Halloween and I already needed like four winter coats. Right. Which I didn't bring because I came from Los Angeles. And who owns a winter coat in Los Angeles?
1: Right. I I mean, mean, maybe maybe if you need it for sketch.
2: (laughs) But also, the way people like bundle up when it hits 52 here is pretty hilarious yeah like people who have just the thinnest blood you're like what, what is that as a like a peacoat like yeah it's peacoats are necessary. cool man
0: Pe- like i listen i i uh i am pro this is probably annoying you know but i i am someone that will take any excuse for a jacket you know what i'm saying for like fashion.
3: i'm yeah attraction uh, fashion of a jacket for me
0: i'm just on board with jackets i don't like i i don't like having to like put them away for you know like right now because uh, i'm in nashville i'm like six months out from needing a jacket again and yes. i hate that i hate they're just sitting there and they look it's like it's like Chekhov's gun like they just <laughs> look so i walk by them every day you know and i'm like oh man it looks fun to wear
2: I'm just Uh, judging it because as a Michigan person who also I lived in Chicago when I was growing up too. I lived born in Minnesota, raised in Ann Arbor and Deerfield, Illinois, and other places. But uh, so I'm the person that like when it comes up to fifty, it's like shorts out the rest of the year. I was like Kevin Smith growing up, like you couldn't keep me out of shorts. Were you you the
1: college shorts guy?
2: Oh, I was the college shirtless guy. I (laughs) I just ran hot in general. Yeah.
3: I'm that the opposite. I'm, uh, I'm the evil guy from the karate movie that they brought back where he's always in a peacoat. It's like 80 degrees and I'm in a peacoat. <laughs> it,
0: is, it is intimidating. What? Yeah. Wait, what, uh, let's unpack that. What movie? What are we talking about? I got to see this. The ca- TV
3: show, Karate, karate Kid. Villain. They remade Karate Kid and the oh, name Cobra is escaping Kai. me. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. The I'm bad the guys guy. in a peacoat? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the ponytail guy.
3: No, the other one. The original bad guy.
0: Uh, Crease, yes, Billy Zabka, or the host?
1: Because uh, the, no, the no, teacher. because the the
0: the guy that was the blonde guy, he they're like friends now,
3: right? Yeah, not that guy, his mentor.
1: Yeah, no, they yeah, brought like they I brought back the in this like season two or three, they brought back like the Crease, yeah, the original yeah. guy. Kreese. I'm Crease, yeah.
3: the sweep the leg
0: guy, so the sweep the leg guy, and the sweep the leg guy. Uh, yes, he does wear a pea coat, and they still haven't found a good stunt double for him. It's weird. <laughs> Like, <laughs> by, the, by
2: the way, why was it evil to suggest sweeping the leg? Is that not allowed or it's just like so good of a move? That, or, like if it's a legit move, why not do it? I forgot why that was a I think it thing.
0: was. I think it's because it could cause an injury, like it was to injure him. Uh, Cobra Kai has always been big on injuring the opponent. Yeah. No mercy.
2: Because if you watch actual footage of like karate champions back in the 60s and 70s, that sport is the least contact martial art it is. Like sure. it's so much about points for style and never like watching Chuck Norris and his prime. You're expecting it's going to be amazing. And it's like, oh, old martial arts sucked. This is why people love UFC now when they've figured out ways to like <laughs> make it constant contact and interesting.
0: Sure. Yeah. I've never I've never really uh, understood it. Uh, Never understood it. as far as the art forms go. You know? Yeah. I'm more of like a uh, like a film guy. You know, the fake versions for movies. Yeah. No, no. I just yeah. mean as far as an art goes. I'm like more into well, sculpture like I, I than, like, oh, than Marshall. Okay.
1: When we've gone out, you know, when you used to be in LA as well, Jesse, I remember shit like got like went down and it got really scary. You'd like we'd have to wait while you got rigged into some wires and harnesses, and mm-hmm. but once you, once you were in the full gear, like you would fly across and like you'd be like any second now, Jesse is going to do something quite spectacular.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd run across walls and stuff. It was great.
1: Yeah, but you know there was there was a lot of prep and. I don't know. I just, I, it doesn't, it, I, I agree with Andy. It doesn't have like the real world application that maybe some of the UFC stuff does.
2: Yeah. But it looks yeah. great. It looks. Style sure. Points. I
0: also don't understand the UFC stuff. Um, I'm just like, it's there's people, they're uh, scrambling around on the floor and, and I don't know like what different moves do. Cause sometimes like something will happen, you know, and everybody's like, Ooh. And like, I don't know. It just, it still looks like a guy choking a guy. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like it all looks like it would hurt and suck, you know. The whole thing looks very uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. Is he a, you a fight fan?
3: Uh, no. I <laughs> I wish I was. Like I don't. It seems like it would be really cool to like be into UFC. But every time I watch it, I'm just like, man, it looks like it hurts, and now I hurt because it looks like it hurts. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you ever oh, see yeah. somebody, like, eat shit on America's Funniest Home Videos and, like, feel their pain?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, boxing... I, actually, I wonder, is UFC more or less dangerous than boxing? It might be less, right? Like, boxing head injuries, you're just like, Jesus, I, how I, are we still okay with this? I don't think so. I
1: think it's less just because the fights are so much shorter and and quicker and tend to be ended by things like... uh. Like, arm locks and... Right, a
2: tap out because um, you just can't get out of this, rather than you've... Yeah, well, because,
1: like, if you didn't tap out, your arm would get broken by that move, but... Right. It's not so much, like, repeatedly taking punches to the face until the point that... (laughs) Until the point that you black out.
2: I wonder in a couple decades if we will look back on boxing and be like, huh, yeah, we did that for a long time, or if it'll just stick around forever, I don't know.
1: Like the way we now look at, like, bare-knuckle boxing or... Like gladiator or fighting, bear
2: baiting, or something—I don't know. Yeah, something that's actually—I'm actually,
1: <laughs> I'm actually what, what, still what's very. bear baiting. I'm into bear baiting. What, what's bear baiting? <laughs> you don't know, you know what bear, bear baiting, baiting is? No, yeah. no.
0: Oh I've man, never, you, I've never a... heard of that. I, normally, that's that's when I go out and sort of like look quite nice, like at certain bars, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's when you put a furry glove on one hand, then you sit on it till it goes numb, and. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid.
0: Um, what- <laughs> okay, bear baiting per Wikipedia ba- yeah, is a
1: blood sport baiting? in which
2: a chained bear and one or more dogs are forced to fight one another.
0: Jesus.
2: Yeah, people have been savages since since people uh, began. What the
0: fuck? Uh, I just put a link in there. Uh, uh, okay, so what's a blood sport? I just know it's a it's a movie, it's a Van Dam movie, but what is?
2: I mean, I think the- it's right there in
0: the name. I think it's any sport where there's going to be blood. But that could be most I mean a badminton thing yeah, could go wrong, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I guess, but Yeah, but I, I think that's if it goes wrong. I think I think for it to be a blood sport, by definition it has to be the oh, It blood says here is, it, in,
0: it involves bloodshed.
2: The blood's when it is right. It goes is
1: an right. expected outcome if it goes right. Like I think Yeah. Like okay. ba- badminton like you say, like it it doesn't general I mean like everything is a blood sport if you put it like that. Then there is nothing that is not technically a blood sport, but
2: but I do like the idea, in theory, of bear baiting in terms of like uh, settling a you know a bar bet about how many of this do you think could fight one of
0: these?
1: This yeah, is I guess how people, it starts.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess people used to just actually do that. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, a, like a Yeah, now it's o-
1: a long Reddit thread where someone's like, no, trust me, a thousand ducks versus... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they used to just actually, yeah. Like, if you were yeah, in like the- then, would be like, all right, bring me a thousand ducks. <laughs> Who has got ducks? You call the next village and we'll get as many ducks as we can and put this to bed. But it's like,
2: you know, a dozen, let's say 20, 26-year-olds against you in a, in a cage, what do you think happens? And someone has to die.
0: Uh I think you lose. I mean, you lose from pure it's it's like you you kill more 6-year-olds uh in 26. the pro- in the process, but you could be overtaken, of course you could be overtaken. But really? they wouldn't though.
1: Unless they are, are these 6-year-olds who have been like trained since birth to just like have nothing but they know in they're mind. in
3: wait, a wait we're fight. talking about 20 separate 6 Six-year-olds. year olds
2: I mean maybe Not, that's too yeah maybe that's too low of an age and you can you can fend them all off I don't know I don't think you can they?
0: I don't think you how can how tall is a 6 year old
1: oh you could no way
0: 20 6 year old kids you, you don't even have all to hit all well the would trained
3: fighters
2: I don't know if they're trained. Maybe everyone's been starved. Maybe everyone was like hungry and. Uh, I mean, you if are they've too. been
3: malnourished, I'm winning. But if they are trained to fight, too. I am losing because I am the same size as a six year old.
0: Well, that's enough. Yeah, I mean, that's enough. You think two per limb, and you're you're done. Yeah. And then the rest are just on you.
3: Also, I kids guess, are really good at climbing.
1: Yeah,
2: it's going to be biting and stuff. Yeah, I think, I, man, I really don't know. This is the kind of thing that AI will be great for, for running this simulation without having to harm anybody.
1: I don't think we need to be teaching AI different ways to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm just Googling
0: kid baiting. Oh, shit. I'm on a list. <laughs> I'm on a list.
1: Uh... <laughs> wow. Blood sports. Ridiculous.
2: Or how about three 12-year-olds?
1: Oh, no. I, I, don't, I would lose to three 12. I would. Yeah. To be honest, I think 112 12-year-old would present a challenge to me.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: Two
0: ten-year-olds I, th- I mean I think,
2: I,
1: th-
0: I think it would surprise you What you would lose To though You know Like I think uh, <laughs> I, And I don't mean you In particular Matt I mean anyone Like I think uh, Anyone uh, with your physique
3: Yeah It's no. the Dunning-Kruger effect
0: <laughs> No I mean anyone Like I think uh, th- Three particularly Angry beavers Could be the end of me <laughs> You know Oh yeah <laughs> Like it It happens I. I yeah I don't know. I always wonder about birds. I wonder how many birds. If they really wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of bird? Let's just say run of the mill, like Robins. (laughs) Robins. Yeah. Something, you know, just, just regular bullshit birds that are always just around, you know?
2: Does it have to be like a version of them that they are trainable to become? Or is it just like if. No, they're
0: just, they, they want you dead. You know, how many of them does it take? Like Hitchcock attempted to answer this.
3: But right, yeah it, like it, I it, would not want to go Toe to toe with a crow They're pretty smart
0: Sure That's no, what I was thinking smart smart.
2: Like a bunch of crows Could probably Like in actual Yeah life but they could like con-
0: Construct an elaborate to... grenade Or something yeah. I, don't, I don't know Um Hmm
2: Hmm We'll never know until they well. loosen up some legislation. Those those clowns in Washington.
0: Have you guys. Uh, so, oh, so, so, speaking of uh, um, blood sports, I uh, you guys know that every year I go to the um, Renaissance Fair, you know, I'm not sure I knew that
2: I have I to that
0: I'm, I'm, I have to go. I'm 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 a huge like. Yeah. I, well, OK, so a lot of it is this is fucked up. Uh, a, a lot of it is like just trying to have a good experience at a renaissance fair. It's like a bitterness from childhood because w- there was a, f- a field trip when I was in sixth grade to the renaissance fair and I got in trouble on the bus and I, I still don't remember why. Like, I don't think I did anything. I still don't think I did. I think someone else like threw something or, or whatever. And I got I got in trouble. So when everyone got to go off and like have fun and meet back at the bus at two o'clock, I had to hang out with this lady named Miss Bartlett. And she spent like $300 going to different fortune tellers to figure out. Oh, like when you
1: have told us this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like when she'll find love. Um, <laughs> it, it was brutal. So I go, I'm like, I, I'm like, it seems I, for some reason missing out felt horrible that day. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's running around with like a, they all got like wooden swords and shit. And I'm like, this is horrible. Um, so I go all the time anyway. Uh major injury at the joust this year. That's Whoa. my point. They mm. have a they have a joust, but it, you know, it's not a real it's like a bullshit joust. But like uh this year it like went off the rails. That's oh, opposed
1: to f- one of those real jousts that they uh stage normally? At at family entertainment sites <laughs> it's just
0: <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't a joust like uh jousting used to be. Right. Um where like, you know, people would die and stuff it was just uh you know it's like i think it's supposed to be fairly safe i'm not saying you can be untrained i mean you could severely injure someone's horse you know it's horrible but uh but you're not using like some steel spear or whatever anyway it like went off the rails and the crowd like uh just thought it's part of the show um but then there were like emts and stuff which is not a renaissance thing you know. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. They, and, they, and, and the and time like travelers real, come visit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really empty. They didn't like cart them off like literally horse and cart and No, no, horses. they immediately
0: everyone immediately broke character because the crowd was just like into it for like 10 minutes. Like, oh man, crazy. Um and I think it took a while even for the people working there to be like, "Oh, I think they I think he actually collapsed that guy's lung." Uh Oh uh, shit. You, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like full force with a I just the i mean the the jousting rods they use now they're supposed to split well they're they're not i think it was just that perfect shitty combo of an angle um like when that basketball guy like broke his ankle just from a little jump you know it's like the perfect yeah yeah um so that was weird anyway so it was, it was, uh, I only say that cause I saw it when I clicked on finding out what blood sporting was, it was like jousting. It was a, it was a big example. And I was like, I saw, I think the first real joust in hundreds of years. I think it was accidentally there. <laughs> 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 like that was like a real
2: became historically accurate by
0: accident. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well,
3: if it they want to be ac- historically accurate, they should have let them die.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yep. Just no antibiotics. woke agenda
1: taking over.
0: It is weird how rednecky the Renaissance. I guess it's not weird; it's expected. But um, man, it's a mess. It's a mess down there. I love it.
2: I love that it's a combination. I think we talked about this. It's just a combination of so many things, so many areas. It's like
1: an eight hundred year. And, yeah. It's yeah. an eight hundred year grouping, and but like almost none of them, the one that it's actually named after.
2: No I'm Yeah zero, You really zero see them. anybody Painting a Da Vinci Like yeah it's...
1: Yeah There's, there's no uh,
0: Printing press It's just like a guy uh, And then there's fan- Fantastical things Like um, People are dressed like Fairies and things It's it's. I love and it that, Fairies predate that whole period By a couple hundred years Easily think, right?
1: they Predate yeah. the whole period The, yeah. the fairy invasion of uh, um, yeah. 1066 Izzy. I
2: think it was yeah. Izzy,
1: we like to ask our guests before we get into the stories, what, if anything, is your background in science? And that's ranged from classes you liked or hated as a kid, to blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends, to anything.
3: Um, I had great science aptitude as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. we would, you know, you'd take those aptitude tests and it would be like, you should be a scientist. But I couldn't get past 10th grade chemistry, despite the fact that my teacher let us retake all our tests as much as we wanted like I would take a test and be like I got to see all right cool done <laughs> I'm not memorizing <laughs> the periodic table High enough Yeah um yeah. I'm Chem- still friends with my high Chemistry school Chemistry sucks Chemistry does suck but I'm still friends with my high school biology teacher on Facebook Okay Um he was super cool he he now like I think he's like a wildlife ranger now and he like collects snakes and all kinds of crazy stuff and he also knows like several different types of fighting um like taught the high school wrestling team i think he can do krav maga like the dude is just like insane he's short he's jacked he's uh the wildest dude you will ever meet and he will with no fear pick up a snake by its head and be like pet it
1: <laughs> wow i As used this, to like, have like the guts a for wild that. snake or As did a he a have kid. snakes in in tanks
3: I, I mean, he might own a snake or two, but like I'm talking about wild snakes, like his neighbors will call him and be like, Mr. K, there is a snake. And he'll be like, no problem. I got you. He's kind of like, um, like Chuck Norris, but for snakes.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: In that he's overrated?
3: No, in that he's like badass and in has that an he's awesome become, He's
0: become QAnon. Yeah.
2: Or... Has Chuck
3: Norris become QAnon?
1: Chuck Norris is so he was off the rails. always yeah. pretty far no! right? Wait, has he? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that.
2: Well, I mean, Walker. Yeah, yeah wasn't Chuck that Norris
0: always is always super... doing, like, uh, you know, CPAC conferences and stuff.
1: Wait, you're not getting mixed up with Steven Seagal?
0: No, no. Steven Seagal is, like, in Russia, like, fully nuts. I'm, I'm talking Chuck <laughs> Norris.
2: Yeah, he's sort uh, of got, like, Ted Nugent um
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: He's, uh,. See Chuck Norris um, politics.
0: Yeah, hold on. When I less drag queens, more Chuck Norris. No, that was from Hungary's Orbán. Oh, Victor Orbán said that about Chuck.
2: He's there, he's columnist for far right. I world just, I googled daily. Chuck Norris
0: yeah. CPAC. Um,
3: that's really disappointing.
1: Hmm. You think I you mean, know a guy?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I can I ask what people were assuming about Chuck Norris's political views?
3: <laughs> you... yeah, good point. Good point.
0: <laughs> seemed like a Bernie bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here, uh, here we go. Norris is a Republican and outspoken conservative. He's a columnist for the far right World Net Daily. Um,
1: World Net Daily is that even like a real news website? I I've thought that feels like one of the ones that's like pretends to be like the onion but just lies. <laughs> right, yeah. I, like false I, things are
2: jokes
0: inherently. I don't know. He uh he endorsed Roy Moore in the Alabama Senate race. <laughs> <It's laughs> brutal. Um brutal.
2: God, his hairpiece is just every picture I can't I can't take it.
0: It's got to be a piece, right? Who, Chucks? Yes. Uh I don't know. I haven't Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just giving it to Google. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's weird how, like, everyone of a certain ilk, like, just turns into Tim Allen. <laughs> you know really what I mean? Did. They all just merge. Chuck Norris is 83? Jesus.
3: Damn. Time flies.
0: Yeah, right? Time
3: I flies. Chuck
2: Norris. Oh my God, these hair pictures. I can't, I can't, it's all I can see when I look up
0: pictures. So, so you, you, uh, so chemistry also was my downfall. I think chemistry is the downfall of many a potential, uh, science apt person. Um, what was your favorite thing about biology?
3: Uh, the dissecting stuff. Like we got to dissect frogs and I think at one point we dissected a cat maybe. Um, and there we also had like really cool, uh, like microscopes. So we got to look through like a lot of cool samples of microscopes, um, and that was like all the lab days in biology. I think were like my favorite because we got to get away from the textbooks and like get our hands dirty and you know actually like do stuff besides you know memorize and repeat.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You guys had cool microscopes. We did not.
1: Are uh, you just had to like get close and squint? Yep. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I've always
0: thought like I uh, I don't agree with like cutting funding for the arts in school. You know, like I'm not into that. Like fund it, but like you know how expensive kilns are. Why does every high school have a fucking kiln? <laughs> are they that expensive? Like, the, the, they're super expensive, dude. They're so expensive. Uh, I've tried to it buy seems a so kiln. simple. It's. High school ceramics are like the worst art. I half of even. the budget of the school. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ceramics. And it's, it's horrible. And, and like, we didn't have pottery wheels either. So it's all just hand. Yeah. Stuff did and, anybody and, have pottery wheels in high school? That seems some, like... some high schools did. I've, I've looked into this. Some it's high fancy. schools had proper pottery and they're also using shit clay, right? They're using like horrible, just, you know, buy it by the pallet. Yeah, Uh, is some clay expensive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What kind of ceramics? What, what, Andy? Just well,
2: clay inherently doesn't sound like a thing that should ever be very expensive, right? No matter how. how
0: Because I'm sure sure there's
3: like anything else. Antiques
0: Roadshow, you
2: know.
3: Yeah, like anything else. There's tiers to quality.
2: Right. It's like this is better dirt than this.
0: Right, right. Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with like how it how it finishes, but then also how it is to work with. Mm -hmm. I know that like nicer, nicer clay is a much nicer experience to work with. It's like if you get into drawing and then it's like the first time you experience a proper pen.
2: Right, right. Versus like,
0: you know, a Bic ballpoint or whatever. And then and then you're like, oh, my God, this feels amazing.
2: Some India ink.
0: Right. Or like when you play like a nice guitar versus your, you know, childhood. Well, that
2: makes sense as a more complex beast than this dirt is better than this dirt. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I
0: I think, I mean, it's all handwork, right? Like it's all, I think that's probably the most visceral. Demi Moore had an orgasm. Right? Doing the thing. (laughs) For God's sakes. Now, (laughs) um, um, hmm, dissections. Yeah. Well, uh speaking of
2: ceramics, this is a let's see if I can connect this. Yeah, uh, I let's think do it. they use I think they use ceramics to uh shield uh spacecraft from re-entry. Oh wait, Matt beat me to it with a story. Okay. Better transition. No, no, Matt. no if you got a,
1: if you got another story, I, w- I was just I I was queuing that one up for the next for the next one, but uh It's more directly
2: related to what we we're just talking about speaking so, of high quality ink. Yeah,
1: that's you know, got a story you, for. Yeah.
0: Us. yeah, you know, probably the most expensive ink you could get. Um,
1: of of an an octopus. Mm -hmm. Uh, octopus Octopus-inspired ink changes colour when exposed to light. The ink could one day be used to provide automatic camouflage by turning green in forests and sand-coloured in deserts. I hate that they automatically went to the military application, Um, but an ink that changes colour when exposed to light in this new scientist story... Uh, like an octopus does to match its surroundings, could one day be used for automatic camouflage. Most color-changing inks and materials use chemical reactions, but these can be unstable and difficult to control. Instead, octopuses use special muscles to push colored ink particles to the surface of their skin. Yikes. Now, Jin Yao... Yeah. Jin Yao Tang at the University of Hong Kong and his colleagues have developed an ink that can similarly display different colors by moving dyed particles in response to light exposure.
0: But only the when they're up... afraid.
3: yeah
1: the ink is made up you gotta scare your pen into doing the being the right (laughs) colour right right. shock it the ink is made up of particles of titanium dioxide each with different dyes and varying light responses arranged in a solution when light from a standard projector is shone onto material containing the ink a chemical gradient causes some ink particles to rise to the surface and others to fall like with oil and water the particles separate and float to the top and that's because they're coloured says Tang you can change the uh, colors accordingly, and they mimic what the color uh, you're actually shooting on them. Uh, Tang and his team formulated their That's ink cool. with three colors, cyan, magenta, and yellow, using the common CMY color scheme off of printers. Then they used a modified projector to display semi-permanent uh, images, such as children's paintings, using the ink. They found that the images stay stable for around half an hour before the ink remixed. Um...
2: So it has to stay this. in liquid form, is that correct? They didn't paint it on something that... I'm, I'm trying to see if this would work once it's dried.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there is there is an explanation of how it could work coming up, and I, I didn't know whether to tease this before or after, but I'll tell you now, just so you can brace yourself, that this story was sent in uh, by James Hallett, uh, who is says long-term listener, first-time caller. So James Hallett sent us this story. Um and, and it says, wait, uh,
2: he's actually quoted in the article.
1: Fuck yeah, he is.
2: <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Is this, a, this is a first, right?
1: I think this is a first. I think there's a first listener sending in a story in which they are directly quoted.
2: Holy shit.
1: Uh, so, with further research, this could one day be used to provide automatic camouflage. Uh, Tang says, in the forest, everywhere is green, so your clothes on the material should receive that color kind of green-colored light around, and then it becomes green. Navigating the desert, everywhere is yellow, and then the ink becomes a yellowish color. To be used in such a setting, however, the ink will need to maintain its desired color for longer than half an hour before remixing," says Tang. Um, Here we go. As the ink rearranges itself without electricity, it could be used in a wide range of applications, such as updating signs without requiring high amounts of energy, says, James Hallett at the University of Reading, UK. Hell yeah. Who is also known as a probably science listener, it says in this new science.
2: Or article. there are two people with that name.
1: Oh, uh, but, but there aren't. Well, okay. I'm sure there are two people with that <laughs> name, but this is specifically the same one on account of him also having mentioned it in, uh, in the email that he sent to us that this is him. Uh, the ink doesn't have any electrodes in it. You just have an external source to change the color and set it in place. That adaptive octopus camouflage idea makes it far more practical than what it would be otherwise. Hmm. I slightly flubbed your quote there, James. I'm sorry for reading it badly.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, if you're using it for a sign, then you'd still have to, like, change the light you're shining on the sign to make it change, so that requires
1: something, right? I mean, like, Well, yeah, it would require,
3: like, an LED signing. panel, right? Like, an LED panel over the sign, and then you can just change this, like a highway sign, right?
1: Yeah, but I think the idea, you'd only have to shine it once, and then it would change, and then you could switch off the electricity.
2: Uh. Okay, it'll just keep in that <clears throat> that style.
1: And it would just stay. What's the
0: def- what's the settled? I'm I'm interested in what the settled default color is. I mean, I get it. You have three different light you have three different pigment particles floating around the bottom. The correct one comes to the top. But Like I get it. It's cool. I think it's I think it's very dope.
2: But but again, it requires it to stay in a liquid form, like in solution. It would have or to, or surely it
0: would have to, yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. Yeah, then how does that Become a practical thing. Hmm. I don't know. You know, when... we could probably get James, I'm guessing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> have him call in
1: to explain this further. I I, mm-hmm. I doubt that would be a particularly tricky thing to do on account of him having sent in the story in the first place and definitely listens to the show.
0: Yeah, James, come on the podcast and explain this, please. <laughs>
2: okay. And send us some. When do they commercialize <laughs> think, it?
1: He's just commenting on it. I, I, as a, I don't think he actually has octopuses in his lab. We don't
3: know. He might. Maybe he does. I'm pretty sure he could have a pet octopus.
2: Also, did you hear that the new Ursula is an octopus instead of a squid in The Little Mermaid? I just saw someone tweet was, that. Was the know. old Ursula a squid? Uh, I believe so. at least according to a tweet that I didn't fact check. But, uh,
0: There's no way. Ursula's always been an octopus. What the fuck are you talking about?
2: Um uh, I mean,
0: let's see if this is true
3: what what would be the difference the number of tentacles because her half top is still human so like
2: right i mean i think they're both eight tentacles aren't they um ursula's a squid not an octopus ron Clements decided to base the character on an octopus but to make the animation process cheaper and faster her tentacles were reduced from eight to six
0: <laughs> I, I mean, love the like suits the being like, can we, re-finished. can we, can we shave down these tentacles? We, uh, we- <laughs> the budget
1: meeting. <laughs> All right, I've managed to get you up to seven tentacles.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
3: That seems like a note an AI producer would make.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And she was based on uh, Divine. Which is not surprising of John Waters' fame of Pink Pink Fl- Pink Flamingos' fame,
0: right, right.
2: But I'm not seeing if they actually changed it from live action to animation. I mean, it doesn't matter except someone was just like pointing that out. It's like, oh, you don't care when they change species, but God forbid skin color changes. So it's like, if, if that's true, it's a good point. But
0: wait, what's going on? Well, everyone was
2: like, uh, there was some section of the internet that was like. Little Mermaid can't be black in the new movie that just came out, the live action one. Okay. And then everyone's like, well, why do you care? Um, It's a movie about a fucking fictional. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, uh, Fact, fact checking uh, fiction is.
2: And then the, uh, the biggest asshole on the Internet, Matt Walsh, was like, actually, or someone like that was like everything that lives deep in the water is actually translucent so she should look like this And so then there's some AI like horrific Greenberg beast I'm like yeah I guess uh, make that movie and see who goes to see it
1: <laughs> also that's that's not true <laughs> I mean yeah well if you go yeah. deep enough you what, don't see a ton 100% of... not translucent right right, right. right. Yeah.
0: but also uh, uh, a mermaid uh, uh, a mermaid or a merman or a mer person uh, would not be a deep sea creature you know? I mean, if they ha- presumably they have to
2: breathe, yeah. yeah. No,
0: or do- no, even if not, even if even, I mean, they just they wouldn't be a deep sea creature.
1: They're too large. Their their shape isn't right. Um, they they have to sit on rocks and lure. how You can't lure sailors. You can't lure a sailor yeah. from the you know. You can lure them to the depths. Yeah. But not there's the nothing deep. to sing at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You could only lure James Cameron. Exactly. <laughs> He's the,
0: Man, I went down a major rabbit hole the other night uh, figuring out, like, I didn't realize that the Titanic was just discovered in the 80s. Uh, Really? Yeah. Like where it was and stuff. Like it was just nobody knew uh, they'd never seen it down there or anything. I do remember some big stories where they got good pictures, but I thought it
2: was kind of known where it was. It just was harder to get anything.
3: Yeah, to physically find it because of the technology at the time.
0: Uh, they'd never found it. They didn't know where it was. They just knew like a. I mean, they knew kind of an area where it should be. Um, but one. I, I guess one of the big problems was the distress call. They got it wrong. Like the Titanic itself got it wrong.
2: Their so own coordinates.
0: Th- yeah. Um, so that was like a bad place to start the search. There was nothing there. Uh. Um. But it was it was crazy. Like the the guy that. Um, the first guy that had the major major breakthrough in finding the titanic was like very much one of those eccentric sort of like oil tycoons uh that wanted to find the titanic but and he got funding to do it and stuff but previously his big like his big ventures his big exploration ventures were like he went on this giant equally epic journey to find bigfoot yes <laughs> And and then like El Dorado and all that, and I just feel horrible that like then he he nailed one, you know. He's like doing a Are big you? "I told you so," but it's like, dude, everyone always thought the Titanic was real. No one ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was never a Titanic truther, like you know. And he's like, "I told you guys." <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> water can't sink
2: steel beams. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: See, it's there. George Bush sunk the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That is a great candidate to have an inside job conspiracy theory. Like, how come someone hasn't thought of some reason that the, someone I mean, could have sabotaged it?
0: Well, there have been there have been a lot of conspiracies about why the Titanic went down. Like, it was a bomb and stuff, not a oh, iceberg. Oh, okay, good, land. really. Uh, there
2: should be there should be some. Yeah, there's out.
0: there's ton, yeah. there. Oh, there's conspiracies about anything you can think of. But uh, yeah, Titanic's a big one. Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of billionaires having pet projects on the side to just dropped a story in there, uh, this also pertains to, we were talking about the space shuttle a few weeks ago and uh, whether it could do anything if it missed its landing, like could it get enough lift from its wings to like circle around and right. it cannot, all it can do is kind of glide in. And then we were talking about space planes versus rockets, why people don't do that. And uh, some people do do space planes, like Sir Richard Branson, whose rocket plane is returning to space flight after a little break. Oh, it is? I th- Just dropped a story in there. Yeah, after a two-year gap, uh, the Unity vehicle, with two pilots and four passengers aboard, climbed high over the New Mexico desert to the edge of space before gliding back down. It was billed as the plane's final test outing before entering commercial service in June. Galactic has sold over 800 tickets to individuals who want to ride more than 80 kilometers above Earth. The company expects to start working through this passenger list, with Unity flights initially occurring at the rate of one a month. New rocket planes are being designed for service in 2026 that could each be capable of increasing the cadence to one a week. Um, Thursday's mission came just a couple of days after winning bids were announced to buy the assets in Sir Richard's other space firm, Virgin Orbit, his two space companies, which filed papers with a bankruptcy court in April. This business failed following an unsuccessful attempt to launch satellites to space from the UK in January. I didn't hear about that. Interesting.
1: Yeah, you did. It blew up.
2: Uh, Did I? I don't remember a UK launch making the news. Anyway, maybe I just wasn't paying close attention. Typical
1: prejudice. I know. (laughs)
2: Uh, Unity's latest space flight saw Mike Masucci. They launched on the left. (laughs) Take command of the plane with pilot CJ Sterko alongside him. The vehicle raced upwards at nearly three times the speed of sound to reach a height of 87 kilometers. And we were talking about this. uh, The speed you need for low Earth orbit is like, 17,000 miles an hour. So three times the speed of sound is just a little over 2,000. So even if this got to the height that we're saying is technically space, it's nowhere near right. fast enough to get into a sustained orbit. Uh, in the back in the pasture cabin were four Galactic employees. Jamila Gilbert, Chris Huey, Lake, Luke May, and Beth Moses were there to assess the soon-to-be-rolled-out customer experience. Mrs. Moses was the chief's, the
0: company's chief Astronaut. <laughs> I hate that it's called a rocket plane. Like I don't. I don't know what else I would call it. It's got rockets on it, and it's. A I know, plane. but it just it sounds like a like a
1: like a Bowie B side. <laughs> Sorry about the annoying noises as well. By the way, that uh, Doug is trying to join in with a podcast. Uh, <sighs>
0: that isn't a that weird? I don't know. Uh, so I've noticed that too. The uh, Cats are very into it. I mean, I know it doesn't make
1: sense to them because you're just talking to yourself. They think. Right. But it's yeah. uh yeah. I think it's more that just the microphone that he just wanted to he just wanted to boop and rub along the side of. So. Yeah, you gotta give it a boop sometimes. Oh, you gotta do it.
0: No, I don't I I don't like um I don't like the name Rocket Plane.
2: Just again, it just sounds too
0: theatrical sort of. It's it's no, it's too like um it it sounds like very bad sci-fi, like very bad. <laughs> I mean, and, and so does Space Shuttle, but I guess it's been normalized for me.
2: And you also know? Space Shuttle, when you divorce your own like memory of it, having always been a term, if someone suggested it, you're like, oh man, we're making this sound like a bus. This just sounds too mundane. <laughs> yeah. Which it kind of is. Yeah, it, but, does,
1: but, it does feel like that sort of sci-fi thing of just putting the word space before everything. Right. Like, Eat your space breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah why are you getting space mad at me uh izzy did you ever fantasize about space oh do you would you go to space if given the opportunity now and was there ever time you'd want to
3: absolutely and always
2: oh that's Uh, good i feel like that's going out of style as a stance to have on space
3: uh so when i was little i thought i was from space i don't (laughs) know why i just would like look up at the stars and be like i have an affinity for an affinity for that i must be from there um and it it took uh quite a bit of convincing for my mom to be like no i birthed you you are not an alien put here by like a foreign <laughs> visitor um so i would love to go to space because i think a small part of me would still would still be like oh i'm going home um but also just to be like you know one of the first people to do it that is not like a trained astronaut would be super cool i mean like every spaceship needs a comedian right they need someone to keep things light and funny and they need djs
2: uh, they need comedians yes
3: yeah and like you know i think it would be free like i don't think i'd have to pay rent in space
2: yeah once you're there
3: right yeah
2: (laughs) just try and enforce yeah you
1: could sublet your apartment as well and probably and yeah you really know no
3: e- bills no no rent no gravity you know yeah s- i mean there's to,
0: still gravity but you're in free fall whatever yeah s- similar to like cruise ship comedians like space comedians will be a thing and i wonder if it'll be frowned upon or if it'll be thought of as like the, yeah the like
1: you just uh, he's on he's on the rockets these days his career dead <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, because I'm sure when it starts, since you'll be catering exclusively to the ultra-wealthy, it'll be probably pretty famous comedians yeah. doing these gigs. You know, like, the I mean, the first set in space, it's going to be like some... I mean, it'll be like a spectacle, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, it, yeah, it will just be like a shitty gig you do.
3: Yeah, it'll be like Dave Chappelle from space, and then... Everyone else will be, will be next.
0: And yeah.
2: Yeah, space, no one can cancel you, right? Right. The new, right. The tagline for the sure. new special,
0: right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm on board. If anybody has a ticket, I will go wherever. Whether it's the Vomit Comet, the rocket plane, actual orbit, I'm down.
0: I'm, I'm looking I still to, wish. I'm looking to feel more gravity. I'm uh <laughs> going to Jupiter or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get into that.
2: I mean, have you guys ever done any like I guess we've probably all done centrifuges of some sort just at a carnival? Yeah. Right, the roundup. You got that. You got uh what else is the closest experience you could have?
0: I think that's it for me. Like the Tilt-a-Whirl is probably the closest I've been to uh it's probably the most G-force I've felt.
2: Have any of us, besides me, done any, like, skydive, bungee jump types things?
3: No, I had a friend do zero gravity.
2: Like, in what way?
3: Um, It's like a a spaceship simulation where he had muscular dystrophy, so his sister took him to do this zero gravity thing, which was, like, led to him meeting Richard Branson. But, um, yeah. Uh, But because he was, like, wheelchair-bound, once he was in zero G, there was nothing that like he was able to like move freely again because there was nothing holding his bodies and his muscles like down right to prevent him from using them so he had like more mobility and like it it, he felt healthier he said that like he was in less pain because nothing was like pushing his muscles onto his nerves
1: that's very cool Yeah, Yeah. yeah i know that like they sent stephen hawking up in one of those zero g flights as well
3: and, and that's what is this,
1: that's what the this was, dead.
2: Izzy? Was the, the plane that does like the parabola, the vomit comet?
3: I think so, situation.
2: yeah. Yeah, I really want to do that. Yeah. You got to make sure not to turn your head quickly. That's what they all, that's what you learn from reading about space travel. Really? Yeah, I think that was in Packing for Mars. Like, everybody who's in zero G gets nauseous. If you just turn your head to the side quickly, you'll want to throw up. And like, early astronauts were hiding that fact because they didn't want to get grounded or have the you know mission control think that they were less apt astronauts because of this but it's like no anybody if you just turn your head too fast like your you know your equilibrium the stuff in your right. inner ear isn't meant to have that kind of sensation and it's gonna make you nauseous so you have to make sure oh. to kind of keep your head pointed forward move your head slowly
0: have they made anti-nausea stuff that is not just a pill but involves uh ear fluid, pressure, something?
3: Hmm. Oh, like like ear drops? Anti-nausea ear drops?
0: Something like that. You think you could make like a type of earbud or something like vacuum seal, whatever, that just prevents nausea completely.
2: Except it's the actual like force of gravity on those inner things doing it, not like a pressure differential, right?
0: No, it's... I mean, yeah, it's the force of gravity, but I would think that it's still the neurons reacting to the changes in fluid and you could prevent that.
2: If you could do some kind of like Neuralink type thing.
0: Uh no, just if you created the right type of vacuum seal or something. I think you could Mm. you you know what I mean? I don't I don't
2: think so. I mean a vacuum seal around your ear is just gonna cause ridiculous pain because then everything's gonna be pushing out from inside.
0: Right. I'm just, I'm just asking questions over here, yeah, you know? Yeah, just, just, I, I'm just floating it. I'm floating by it. The you way, mean
3: like a nasal spray, but for your ear?
1: Yes. Or like, or like more like, or, or like sort of like a suspension system for your inner ear. Right. Something that like stops the fluids from slushing around. That's so what much. I mean. That, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: It just stops the slushies. And then uh, then, you know, no problem. No nausea. You know, I'm not saying this like it's a groundbreaking idea. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure anyone that's actually smart discounted it immediately for reasons that Andy was describing. <laughs> of of just like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like I, I know that I'm doing the just inject bleach into the covid version of that. Like <laughs>
3: <laughs> at the right. bottom of the NASA and trash can. And
0: yeah, I, I get it. I get that. I'm the guy like, well, just do that. Why don't you just do that? I'm not trying to pass it off as a smart idea, all right? I want Why don't to they know, make the whole plane out of the black box? Make right? the whole plane out of the black box, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Hmm.
2: Anyhow, so yeah, uh, that's exciting. If you want to go to, kind of go to space as a civilian, let me see if there's a price tag on this article. I didn't see that.
1: Which, Yeah, like how...
2: Branson space. How much cost? of, um,
1: like, would that would that be enough for you? Would that satisfy your, your space craving to just sort of go effectively in a very high plane?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess if you if you're zero g for long enough, yeah, I guess I'd rather be in full orbit for a while. I'd rather do a couple actual rotations around the Earth.
3: Sure. Okay, but if you had to be in full orbit with 10 six-year-olds all trying to fight you <laughs> to the death.
0: In zero <laughs> right. G? Oh, I win in zero I G. win in yeah. zero G, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, that's that's no problem.
3: If
2: there's enough space, oh. I feel like once they're on your arms, if you could just somehow cause yourself to start spinning and then like...
1: <laughs> and make them all vomit?
2: <laughs> they're all trailing off of, of your arms in straight line. Like it becomes like barrel of monkeys. Having factor. said that,
1: if you're in space, you no longer have the height advantage, necessarily, because uh, they're floating.
2: That's, that's true. Hmm. But once they're on you, yeah, they just got to latch on with... They just got. I think biting is going to be their best strategy. I think if they all were just instructed to bite, <laughs> that's going to be hard <laughs> to fend off.
3: There's nothing in the rules <laughs> that says you can't bite back.
2: Yeah, you got one set of teeth. You can you can mess up one kid with some bites, but like once they've latched onto you. Hmm. I don't know. Branson, if you can make, make this a reality, we all wanna watch it. Yeah. And I'm seeing it's gonna cost four hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
0: That's particular do one of
2: these. That's what as of last February twenty twenty two, there's an article about that. I don't know what the new cost would be, but um Yeah you know, presumably somewhere in that range. And then we're talking about a total I flight mean that, time of
0: that is low enough for the ultra wealthy to jump all over that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah you, tons you know what of I mean. But that wouldn't really, you wouldn't feel that,
1: right? Yeah. I'd but, spend twice that on my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. if you're worth if you're worth right. a billion, will you spend one two thousandth of your wealth?
0: That that you will recoup that week anyway, right? To yeah, I mean obviously, but it's uh, yeah. It's like if you're worth a hundred thousand
2: dollars, would you spend fifty dollars on this? And you would,
0: right? But that's right. uh, but that's also like that's insane. That's of course that's it's so far from being accessible. Yeah, you know, I'm waiting for like the Spirit Air version <laughs> of outer space, where it's it's like uh, very annoying and you know it's like not a good time. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm that's when I'll be able to afford when when the <laughs> like when you have to pay for your own Wi-Fi on board. Or whatever, like that's right. when I can afford the space trip. Probably, it, it it is kind of an equalizer
2: of of luxury because, yeah, once you got zero g, there's no there's no upselling on physical comfort. Like there's no such thing as like a space bed. You know, there's no there's no reclining. It's, nothing is.
0: Yeah, but they're still going to sell it to these people.
2: Well, I'm just saying, but like, better, one, but it's sort of a binary. Like you're either. You're either in zero G or you're not, and then once you're in zero G, there's no difference in comfort besides like you know food and drink. There's no physical comfort that you can give or take away. Now I'll somebody. stick to I'll
0: will stick to super safe vehicles like boats. You know, just safe <laughs> things this, that are things that are guaranteed safe.
2: Coming up here, do you have a oh? What's
0: what's what's what that you
2: noise, got, Matt?
3: Boats, I wouldn't say, are totally safe. Why is that? Well, one, we, we talked about the Titanic. Two, climate change is making, like, bigger and bigger storms. So if you get caught out on a boat in a storm, you're pretty screwed. Three, aren't whales and, like, other that's animals? The, yeah, that's
0: the story I was trying to segue into. I, uh, <laughs> is the whale story. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I always segue into a story by getting a fact wrong. And, uh, <laughs> and then, I don't mean to I don't I don't mean to uh, just uh, burst the fucking formula bubble here for all the listeners, but um, it's very funny to me to say the exact wrong thing and then be corrected with the story. Um, so <laughs> yeah, whales are sinking boats, guys. Pull it's happening. the back. Yeah. Um, orcas, they live off of Europe's Iberian coast. They recently struck and sunk a yacht in the Strait of Gibraltar. Jesus. Scientists suspect this is the third vessel this subpopulation of killer whales has capsized since May 2020 when a female orca believed to be the originator of this behavior, behavior suffered a traumatic encounter with a boat. Uh, in most reported cases, orcas are biting, bending, and breaking off the rudders of sailboats. And it says they're all six years old? That's crazy. <laughs> yep, <Yeah, yeah. laughs> So how'd they learn to imitate this behavior? And why? So, uh, you know, someone with some answers here is Dr. Luke Rindell, who researches learning, behavior, and communication among marine animals at the University of St. Andrews. Um, so, when asked, why do you think orcas appear to be attacking boats off the Iberian coast? And the answer he says, any answer to that, or anyone else really, uh, give to this question is that I or anyone else could give this question speculation. We just don't know enough about killer whale motivations to be certain. The puzzle for biologists is to understand how this behavior developed. The lack of obvious fitness-enhancing rewards, like food, for example, means it's unlikely to evolve because it enabled the whales to better survive in their environment. That is what we would call an adaptive trait. It confers a direct evolutionary benefit by helping the animal find food, mate, or successfully raise offspring. But I can say what this behavior looks like. There are multiple accounts of single and groups of orcas uh, developing idiosyncratic and not obviously adaptive traits. So these range from one group engaging in what seemed like a short term fad of carrying dead salmon on their heads (laughs) to to another
2: hula hoop of orcas. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To another vocally mimicking sea lions. There may be an adaptive outcome to convincing sea lions that you're a sea lion too, not a voracious predator, but there's no evidence of this occurring. It's probably just just
2: more like when they all start saying, my wife. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There there are other kinds of behavior that do appear to bring rewards. For example, captive orgas learning to regurgitate fish to use as bait for gulls, which they apparently prefer to eat over the fish. But the origin and spread of these boat attacks currently fits very well with the characterization of a temporary fad, and it remains to be seen how long it persists. Uh, if instead there is an adaptive explanation, my hunch is it has to do with curiosity, sometimes leading to important innovations around food sources, which can then be shared. So, you know, the, the big question now, how does this info get transmitted? I mean, how does one killer whale come up with this idea? to uh to to take down this yacht to rail against the man you know (laughs) and to to, to take down the one percent and how does the woke mind virus spread (laughs) to the other orcas and this uh this doctor says this behavior probably started with individual orcas who would appear to spread through social learning we recently published a paper on a similar fad like behavior in bottlenose dolphins where we identified uh, the dolphin that promoted a tail-walking behavior it had acquired during a temporary period of captivity. So this is pretty similar Mm. to the account of an academic journal on the recent yacht sinking, in that a specific individual was identified as the potential source. This orca was prompted to engage in the behavior due to a past trauma, perhaps being struck by a boat rudder. The precise reason is very hard to know for sure, but we do know the behavior was spread through her group. And it's difficult to explain that dynamic without uh, some sort of social learning.
3: So she's an I, influencer awesome. orca. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I still, I think this this article really blew past the dead salmon on the head fad thing. And yeah. You no, know, exactly, exactly. And the wild
2: dolphin <laughs> tailwalking thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's insane.
2: I want to see pictures of this <laughs> dead salmon thing. Like, it's, it's got to be just, like, human fashion. Like, what else could that be? That's hilarious.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that is, like, the, the Davy Crockett of whales. I think we talked about (laughs) the girl skin cap well how like the with the tail hanging off like having the tail hanging off it was always crazy like that was never like a fashion thing like ever like it was like that's nuts
2: (laughs) why was it never fashion I don't
0: get it it was just that's that's not what a fur cap would be that was never, like, a fur cap or a fur trading cap. Like, well, David Crockett saying, having the tail hanging off is, like, it'd be like wearing, like, a mink coat with ball the balls hanging off. Like, I it was, like, dis- insane. He was you, like are, a, you, are you pr-
2: saying you think that it was never a thing of that era that anybody did as scoops After him, but it started as raccoon. a fucking
0: psychopath. <laughs> with a, You know what I mean? Like, it probably still had the tailbone in it and shit. He was just a crazy guy.
2: But what about a mink stole where you can still see the mink's that makes head and limbs are attached still, and it's wrapped around your neck. That's that's crazy, but people do that, right? Yeah, but that's crazy, <laughs> but people do it, right? It's like it doesn't have to be utilitarian. All it takes as... is the
0: first crazy guy. What I'm saying is, it takes the first crazy guy, and and I'm I'm trying to relate it to the story here, yeah. Of like, and then people are like, eh, fashion, you know? I'm sure the first what what I'm saying is the first orca to pop a salmon on their head probably was really going through a, a difficult time. <laughs>
1: So that that orca specifically was a female in the Pacific Northwest Puget Puget Sound, was spotted wearing a dead salmon draped over her nose. The fad didn't just spread within the trendsetter's pod. Over the next (laughs) six weeks, individuals within all three pods in the area, collectively known as the Southern Residents, were observed spotting veils of decaying salmon. Then just as suddenly as it began, the fish went out of fashion. More than 30 years later, researchers still aren't sure why it caught on in the first place. That's from Atlas Obscura.
3: Wait, what was, going was she on wearing it ago? as a hat or as a mustache?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. Because <laughs> I've got a lot more... I mean, if it was as a fake mustache, then I, I've got a huge amount of respect for that. <laughs> uh, particularly because it was a female orca as well. So it was like... A, like a, I, I, I don't know if they can translate whale well song enough to know that she was like, Hello! Good evening! <laughs> I wish to reserve a table at your finest restaurant, please.
3: Just like a hipster orca...
1: Being
3: like, look at this cool mustache
2: by the way i just now finally got the right picture in my head of like just a regular dead salmon but when the, the last five minutes i've just been picturing a slab of orange salmon sushi as a hat which is way cuter and like a better fashion look but you know they don't have knives and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah they'd, they'd wrapped it in seaweed yeah and added, added a little wasabi on the side and we're wearing that as a hat
3: well, I like the idea of an orca going around with like a fake mustache, at, you know, a salmon as a mustache, being like, Barbara, I don't know who that is. I'm Will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
2: guy incognito.
0: Yeah. Maybe this, this was just an elaborate thing to sort of like get more free samples at Sam's Club or something. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> circle back through the krill line. I don't know what they eat. Yeah.
0: Not krill orcas they eat uh orca stuff
2: full-on full-on vertebrates yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, izzy yeah (laughs) well we're going to do another story for the patreon patrons but where can our listeners find you and everything you do
3: uh they can find me on instagram and tiktok at lucky salhani l-u-c-k-y s-a-l-h-a-n-i Um, I'm going to be at Zaney's on Memorial Day. So 529.
0: Is this uh, Um, Chicago?
3: Yeah. Zaney's Old Town. Old Town. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's a cool room. Yeah. uh, On Super 6, 9 p.m. And if you go to my Instagram, there is a link to fairsquarecomics.com where you can find my comic book, uh, the preview of my comic book, The Red Cedar, inside uh, Mutiny Magazine number 1.
1: Awesome. Very cool. What's your comic book?
3: Uh, the comic book is called *The Red Cedar*. It is about uh, a journalist who returns to Beirut to avenge the death of her father.
1: Awesome! Very, very
0: cool. You're full of very um. weird surprises, Izzy. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know we'll be, we'll just be on here like um, bullshitting, and then you'll and then you'll be like, the time I removed a cat's spleen was very similar to. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't wait to pick that up. That's awesome.
1: You can find us, as always. ProbablyScience.com is the website. That's also where we have links to our Patreon and PayPal donation uh, and sign-up things. You can... And also the show notes, all the stories that we cover. You can also find us on Twitter at ProbablyScience, individually at Jesse Case, at Andy T. Wood, and at Matt Kirshen. ProbablyScience at gmail.com is the, is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, and stories you would like us to cover. Uh, and But, Izzy, thank you so much for joining us. And, listeners, we will see you next time.